coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for our round nine NRL weekly betting show with Christian. How are you, brother? I'm a bit crook today, but a bit of a croaky voice. So if I'm a bit whiny, just let me know. But I'm going to need you to just carry the ship, get us through this one. How are you? Mate, good, yep. Uh, your shoulders will probably be sore after this hour of chatting, but we'll get through it, mate. Um, I think everyone's probably reeling after last week's results. We'll get more into that, I guess. But I think we ended up three out of eight, which I'm actually pretty happy with. But that was probably one of the most bizarre weeks I've ever witnessed. Yep. Yeah, we might just touch base on that now. Just the weekly accountability. Three of eight, as you said. We started one of six and it's like, oh, and we scraped the last two games. And it's not that bad of a, of a week, really. It still keeps us in the green. Obviously, we were chatting before this and, We'd like to be a little bit higher than that, but this is actually still plenty of time to go. There's still, you know, plenty of opportunities to make up some ground. At the end of the day, no one can really complain if we're in the green. It's just, you know, we'd like to substantiate ourselves a little bit more than what we have. But I just don't think we can really point too much blame given the results of last week. Um, yeah, a few teams really let us down there and a few surprised us as well. Oh, so many upsets. Yep, we'll get to that a bit later. Our best bet of the week, no good, unfortunately. That, shout out to at NBA Cards Down Under. I talked to him yesterday. He said he just wants a week off, just a refresh, and he reckons he might be, he'll be back bigger and stronger and better. So what was that? Storm 13 plus, Pappy, couldn't get the last try, three minutes to go. And Coates, <laughs> Coates scored for us. So was, that was uh, heartbreak. We thought we had it. Oh. We thought we had it. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we don't have to listen to that bloke anymore. But, <laughs> and actually... I want to give a, this is a little bit ugly. We haven't discussed this yet, but I'm going to go off the cuff here. I want to give a, a shout out to another one of our uh, mates. Uh, I'm going to get it out of the way early. He's probably uh, shaking in his boots despite his team getting up. Popey, I know you'll be listening. I've had a, our first side wager of the potty. He's bet me $50 that Canber- uh, Canterbury won't finish the spoon. Uh, I've taken him up on it. He offered me a $49 cash out after their win. <laughs> I told him I told him that I can't pick on what feels like a younger brother. So it's just plain bullying. He seems to think they're going to go five in a row. I think they're <laughs> going to come up against a pretty, pretty big Canberra team with a point to prove. Chip on their shoulder. I think they get done this week. But yeah, so we'll monitor that. I'm going easy on him because... His team's absolutely hopeless. Um, and we'll just leave it at that, but that's a shout out to him. He asked if I could go easy on him and not rinse him too hard. So let's get into it anyway. I like it, mate. <laughs> Friend of the show, big Popey. We love you, mate. And yeah, it's all official. It's on camera. It's on podcast. So good luck, both. Good luck, lads. And let the best man win. Just all pay right. me now. <laughs> we'll start with our news around the league and then we've got once again our monthly accountability we do this every month i've stripped down all the teams winning percentages how we're going with them and our overall 
overall wins, etc. So news around the league, mate. The first one, a bit of a surprise. Gold Coast Titan, now Warrior, Ash Taylor has retired, unfortunately, with her hip injury or just hip complaints. What's your thoughts on this, mate? It was sort of um, really hard to hear, really. Like, mm. he was, I remember watching him under-20s, absolute gun, you know, back in the, what was it, the Toyota Cup days. Yep. All the promise. I really think Brisbane made a big mistake. And I actually think maybe he should have like stuck around. Mm. A bit of that Jerome Luai mould may have pointed his career in a different direction. He chased the big coin, which I get. It's a short career. And now we're here. Um, really didn't live up to his potential. I'm not going to bag out the bloke. He, he could play when he was on. Yeah. He's a real sort of field general. And unfortunately, he's just succumbed to injury. So, yeah, hopefully he can find his feet elsewhere or or whatnot. But, yeah, it's unfortunate for you. Yeah, 116 appearances in the NRL, 18 tries, 77 try assists. And as you said, he was that, that bloke that was in the Brisbane system and was that next big or young gun coming through. And he, he made the move to, you know, the little brothers, the Gold Coast side across the, across the highway, down the highway, and got the big money and it didn't work out for him. But it's one of those situations where you got to feel for him a bit. Like it's happening to David Defeater right now, in my opinion, like you're on the big coin, you're getting hammered in the media and you can't, as you said, you can't blame him for taking the cash, shutting himself up. I think on average, mate, the average NRL player only plays 41 games. So he's played 116. It's pretty, Yeah, it's a decent career. Yeah. Like he's, he's done well for yeah, himself. It's more than double the average in a very, very difficult position. I'm not sure when he, what age he made his debut, but, um, it was very young, very young as a halfback. It's sink or swim. Just unfortunate. Yep. Spot and on, quite mate. sudden, really. Yep. Spot on. Ash Taylor, congrats on the um, career, mate, and all the best post footy. Next topic South Sydney Rabbitohs moved to the SFS, the Sydney Football Stadium. That's been um, rebuilt as we speak. And I believe they're trying to get that sorted for the end of this year, if they can, or if not, to be ready for next season. But yeah, the Bunnies, they're moving away from. ANZ Stadium, or I'm pretty sure it's called a core stadium now, the new sponsor. And they're moving closer into the city to their home stomp, um, stomping ground near Redfern. And it just builds that rivalry. You know, the Roosters, Rabbits, the richest rivalry in NRO, arguably. Two teams that have been around for over 100 years, I'm pretty sure. It just builds that narrative. You know, they're going to be playing at the same, same arena week in, week out. Imagine the, the matchups, mate. You know, the local derby, it'll be off its head. That um, stadium sits like almost a, like it separates the two areas. So you've got mm. the Cleveland Street, Glebe, like, you know, all those, um, all those areas, Alexandria, obviously Redfern. And then on the other side, you've got the la- latte sippers, the coastal guys, <laughs> yep. um, Bondi, the eastern suburbs. So I think it's perfect. I, I don't understand Homebush. I mean, obviously it's getting rebuilt at the moment. It, it makes sense, but... Um, once it does, I can't see why those two teams can't coexist and that become a real sort of um, marquee match of the year. Well, you get it twice, don't you, really? It's perfect. Yeah, and relating to what you just said as well, you've got one side of the stadiums on this side, relating to the Bunnies, the other side's Roosters. And I've been seeing on social media, read some reports that the Roosters fans are like, they're fuming. Like, the Bunnies are coming into our, our turf, our home ground. We've been here for however long and they're not happy about it so it adds that narrative and as you said we get this derby two times a year it's going to be rocking so i can't wait i think it's really a really good move by 
the Rabbitohs in the NRL. Yeah, I agree. Um, beautiful, mate. All right. We all saw the big hit or the the dangerous hit on Friday night, Carl Lawton from the Manly Seagulls. Um, it was a send-off, our second send-off of 2022. He's pleaded guilty. He's missing four weeks. I think it was a dangerous throw charge, grade two dangerous throw. Um, on, on our man, obviously, Cam Murray doesn't help the situation, but what was your thoughts on the whole, the whole incident, mate? Talk to me. My heart dropped. I was so worried <laughs> for our boy. Yep. I was like, please, anyone but Murray. Um, well, I think we immediately started texting each other. Mm. We, we knew what was coming. I thought minimum 10. So it's never, never good when you're sort of looking at that as your bottom line. I do think it was the right decision. He didn't let go, which probably is what got him sent. And it's probably what got him sitting four weeks out. Just to clarify, obviously, you know, if he sort of had to pick him up and just let go at the top, you know, probably not as bad, but he did follow through with it. Very lucky Cam Murray ended up sort of shoulder rolling out of it, just getting slammed directly on his neck. So very lucky, just too dangerous. And Lawton, no doubt, did not mean it. You know, momentum's a, a tough thing to just stop mm. mid, midway, you know. Um, but more probably more reckless than dangerous, but yeah, we need to make a stand on that. That was a pretty bad tackle. It was interesting because I was I did a bit of research on it the day after, and you've got the two competing networks, TV networks, Channel Nine and Fox, and the guys on Channel Nine. I was at work watching it, and they, there was Gas Fitler, Johns. Oh no, it was just a momentum tackle. It was all he lost control. It wasn't that bad. It was an accident. Ten in the bin. Everyone's fine. Call it that. And then you go to Fox, and they're like, "This is outrageous. Send him off. This is terrible." You know, like, it was just interesting to get those two different dimensions. So you're happy with the send off call or? Yeah, I think so, mate. I I think it's got to be a send off. Mm -hmm. You know, we spoke about this last week, making a crackdown on on these types of tackles, and I know it's not consistent, which is what we've begged for. Consistency. I know it's not consistent. You know, like with the Tupo tackle, and both pretty dangerous, um, making obviously contact with the head, and then Lawton now with that type of tackle. I'm glad that the result didn't affect Atkins' decision. And it was good to hear the bunker getting involved in his ear. And he gave it the time. You don't have to make the decision, those types of decisions anyway, within, you know, a split second. Call the player over. You could see that he was listening to the bunker. He obviously had made his mind up as well. Um, and yeah, just, just ended up making the right decision, in my opinion. And four weeks He's probably right. What did Mitch Barnett cop? Six weeks, I eight believe. Weeks? Six, six eight, weeks. Six to eight. Eight, six, yeah. Something like that. So, I mean, it's probably not consistent there. Four weeks is a long time. Um, you know, we're not comparing apples with apples there, I know. But at the end of the day, it's good to see that we're finally making a stance on these types of tackles. And I'm just going to stand by that, I think. This season's that seems to be the um the flavor which is dangerous contact is getting stamped out that's spot on mate i agree i don't have this in the show notes but um i actually just want to jump across to the matt lodge incident you remember that one warriors raiders on the weekend yep i'm gonna let some steam off here because i just don't understand where the league's gone where the nrl's gone here because we came in at the start of the year we literally found out on the kickoff on the eve of the kickoff that the independent doctors coming in 
The bonk has the power to overrule all these things, take players off for injury assessments, HIAs. And this goes, you know, Warriors are down two in this game. I think there's two or three minutes to go. Lodge gets a little slap across the face or it slides up over the shoulder, head high. I've got no issues. I've got no issues with the penalty if they want to call that. He milked it. We all know that. I don't like that, but that's just part of our game. They're trying to stamp it out. The start of the year, someone milks it. Sit down, mate. HIA, you're going to be, you're going to be assessed. It happened, I think, round two or three. I forget what team and player. Someone got whacked in the ghoulies, holding their, holding their nuts, mate, holding the Jats, holding the Jats crackers. It was Kurt Mann. Kurt, Kurt Mann. Kurt Mann, holding the Jats crackers. Yeah. Was it against our boys? I think it was. Uh, yes. Yes, potentially. Yep. Anyway, he's holding the Jats crackers. He has to go off and he said, mate, I just, it was a low blow. And then the HIA, oh, we, we fucked this one up, send him back out there. So they've gone from one extreme to the other. Lodge milks it. And he gets to stay on the field. I don't get it. You're going to call the penalty. Lodge, in my opinion, you have to sit down. HIA. I just don't know where the league's gone. Maybe I'm over inflating it. I just, it pissed me off. Well, didn't we speak about this a few weeks ago? Um, I can't remember who it was. Addressed all the, um, the coaches and said that if your players are going to milk it, they're going to be sent for assessment. Was it Ab- Abdo? Yeah. Yep. He came out um, and said to all the coaches, this is becoming basically a, a bad look and milking will result in assessment regardless. And then it didn't happen. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't understand what they're looking at sometimes, you know, and it's probably not going to affect the result. And I agree with what you said. I like that you've, you cleared that up. Mm. You know, it's not the decision that's the issue. It's these little finer points that as a fan, just you rack your brain. Yeah, that's, like, that's my issue. Yep. And then, you, you know, you compare that to the Kurt Mann incident. Whoever that was against might have been Penrith. Clearly, cops one to the to the to the groin and gets. Oh, I don't even know how on what planet it was a HIA. I don't know. Just anyway, we we move on. Yeah, it's just the consistency. It's frustrating. It's just as you said, the calls right, just the little one percenters. Just need to be consistent. But anyway, we move on. Bigger and better things to talk about. So, the Dolphins, a new team coming into the league next year, two thousand and twenty-three, have apparently being given a spot for the magic round, which means an existing team that's been there for, I think we've been going for three years up there, two or three years, the magic round's been going on. We'll miss out next season. So thoughts on that, Christian, obviously there's a new team coming into the competition. You want to promote them. You want them to be playing on the big stage, but is it unfair to a team that's been grinding for the last few seasons? Uh, No. I'll give you a couple of comparisons Mm -hmm. and I'll come out and say, Whoever gets the spoon this year should just miss out. That's just, you know, make it sort of a big thing. You know, you don't want to get the spoon. So basically uh, the Bulldogs won't be playing. Um, And that's just a simple way. You know, it can be like a little sort of, you know, you have it in the Premier League, a bit of a relegation type battle. You know, do you want to play Magic Round or don't you? So it might heat up that lower end each year. But I'm going to draw some comparisons on just off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. You looked at when... Gold Coast came into the AFL when the Giants came into the AFL. They were handed first, basically, I think, first picks yep. in the draft. In another sort of lesser known, probably the most Aussies anyway, the NHL, um, when the Las Vegas Golden Knights came in. Mm-hmm. Teams had to give X amount of players up for consideration to them. There you go, yeah. Like, they're a new team. You've got to give them help to survive. You just can't feed them to the wolves. Yeah. <laughs> like you've got to build the brand. Mm. It makes sense. It's a very, very, it's like 
it's a very minor thing. You know, I think the NRL could have easily turned around. Like, obviously, we don't have a draft, but that's just, you know, an example of teams, new teams in competitions getting assistance. Mm. And I'm pretty sure they were maybe given more of a budget as well. I don't know the ins and outs of it in the AFL, but I'm pretty sure their, their cap may have been a little bit bigger. It was, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, just to try and get some hype around them. And, you know, obviously they've been brought back to the level playing field over X amount of time. But, to, you know, those two teams, more so the Giants, but those two teams have now sort of found their feet and, you know, thriving. Obviously Gold Coast probably still struggling, but, you know, Giants have made a final. Mm-hmm. Um, against Richmond, Las Vegas Knights, very similar. I'm pretty sure they made, they went very deep in the Stanley Cup. Yep. Um, and yeah, I just think it's a great way maybe to sort of spice up that wooden spoon battle. You know, it's only relatively minor missing one round. That's what odd teams in the competition is always going to do. I think it should just go to the wooden spoon and I'm happy for the Dolphins to be there. I actually like that, mate. That wooden spoon analogy and that, that would really... That would add some excitement, as you said, the bottom of the table, jostling for positions. And as you said, you want them to, these new teams coming into any league, um, swim, not sink. And comparing to other leagues, as you said, the NRL, that's not really a harsh, missing out on one game is not really that bad. So, Could you imagine do? if each team had to give one of their top 25 for consideration to the Dolphins? They don't oh. have to take them up. But you look at Melbourne and Penrith, the types of players that potentially the Dolphins could pick from the top 25 men or is it top 30 now or something? Top 30. Top 30, is it? Top 30, yeah. Yeah, there is some lesser players there, but you'd probably find that a lot of teams would give you a pretty decent player to build a squad around. 100%, 100%. Well, we'll, we'll stay on the Dolphins for a second, mate. The rumours are of Cam Munster. He's been shopped around to other clubs, not just the Dolphins. The Broncos are involved. Um, obviously, this is from 2024 onwards at this stage, but... What happens if the Dolphins struggle to get a marquee man? Because Pong is out of the situation. Apparently, Reese Walsh yesterday said, I want to return to New Zealand with this team next year. So there's pretty much one man left on the market. Got to throw the bus at him. We obviously had a bit of egg on our face with um, the Ponger incident. I could have sworn he was going to the Dolphins. They missed out on him. Mm-hmm. I know Wayne Bennett's at the helm and he's probably confident. I know they've got some decent players. Um, but there's no X factor. There's no excitement for the fans in their signings yet. There's been some astute signings. But I really think you've got to maybe make Munster the richest man in rugby league. If not, if he decides to go elsewhere, I think the NRL will need to really step into the Dolphins and start bringing in some things maybe like I'd, I said earlier. You know, find a loophole, give them a bigger salary cap to bring in some talent, mm. you know, from other clubs, whether a team has to loan a player to them, I don't know. Mm. I know he's getting a run this week, but just off the top of my head, like you know, a Tex Hoy um, maybe gets loaned to the Dolphins. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really sort of awkward for the NRL if they can't pinch anyone because I think that's it then, isn't there? There's no real marquee man now. Pretty much, yeah, in the spine. Yeah. 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 I read that Burton was going to test the open market again. Ooh. Well, he's only got after this year one more year. So he technically could start negotiating. Yeah. I'd much rather see him at Dolphins. Yeah. Um, Definitely leading. You know, there's that Sean Sullivan Sullivan link there as well. No doubt knows him. That's that's a year in. They need someone 
that can be on the, the stadium posters and be on their whatever it might be, their television ads and their advertisements and stuff like that. But at this point, I sort of see it as being maybe the Bromwich twins, uh, not mm. twins, the brothers. That's basically it. Yeah. I agree. Ray just... Stone. <laughs> yeah. Mean, no, you're spot on. Roman. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, spot yeah on, it's mate. a tough one, mate. I'm really just trying to think off the top of my head there and there's just no one. So it's got to be making Cam Munster, I think, maybe in the realm of 1.3 or something like that, making the richest man out there. 100%. I still think it's bizarre that he's still got another year with Melbourne next season. And imagine if he signs with the Dolphins and it's not next season, 2023, he comes in 24. And it's like you've started this franchise one year in, you know, they're probably not going to make the eight if they don't have any superstar in their side. And then they Munster comes in. It's just weird. So we'll see. That is the case. I'll make a little bold prediction here. If they do offer him huge money, I can 100% see Bellamy just going, see you, mate. Yeah. I really can. I can see Bellamy just going, nah, go next year. Okay. You in, your, in your opinion then, what do you think is more, more enticing for Munster? Broncos or Dolphins? Someone that's already been there, you know, fundamentally, they've got the systems in place. They've got a young squad kind of coming through, the, coming, growing together, good forward pack, you could say, or starting fresh. Oh. You put me on the spot there. Sorry, bro. It's I tough. think Munster. I think Munster. He's had that big club. You know, the, the Melbourne Storm are a historic club now. He's done that. He's ticked that box. Brisbane are just very much the same. There are different points in their their club life, but it's just like for like for Munster going from Melbourne to Brisbane. I think take on a new challenge. You've you've achieved it all. He's going to be one of the best Origin players in history with the way he turned that series two years ago on its absolute head he's reinvigorated himself i just think it's perfect opportunity for him to maybe take up a new challenge and I, i'm gonna say dolphins is probably the best bet if i were him anyway no i like it mate spot on i think that's our news around the league any other last words from you are you happy with that no mate um it's good to actually sort of talk about not so much negative stuff it's too much negative stuff going on you know, with the refereeing decisions and, and whatnot. There's still some shocking refereeing going on out there, but it's good to actually talk about blokes doing good stuff. Love it, mate. We'll roll on to our, as I said at the start of the show, our big monthly accountability, our overall, yeah, stats and numbers, and we'll get into our betting tip. Let's do it, mate. Having a bet on the footy this week? Top this. Top Sport will give you $2 lines on all AFL, NRL and rugby matches. Plus much, much more. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. All right. Our monthly accountability. My favourite part of the show. We put our crackers on the line every week. We get a bit of heat, but yeah, as we say, get involved if you want. Follow along or go against us. Overall, we are 33 from 64 line bets. So that's 51.5%. And that's plus two units for the season. Any thoughts on that, mate? Any, we're, we're grinding along? Yeah, uh, I'd obviously like it to be a little bit higher. I, I probably would have expected it to be a little bit higher. Obviously, the last round really hurt us. 55 to 65% rate for this time of year would have been a bit better. So we're only just under that. You can't really complain though, because we are in the green. So, yeah, we just have to just be better, I guess. There's not much more to say about it. I feel like we're in for a big week this one, bro. So our charity account, with our best bets, et cetera, we've got $500 in there, obviously, and we will be having our best bet of the week a bit later. But I've broke down all the teams that we, we take on. So I've got them into four different categories or segments. So we've got 
The Bulldogs, we haven't bet on them this year still. We're zero from zero, zero percent. The Knights, we're zero from two, zero percent. And the Titans, we're zero from one, so zero percent. So those three teams, any comments on that or it's pretty straightforward? That- the Titans just leak too many points. Mm. So you can never, and they're, and they're the plus line most, most weeks. Yep. So that makes sense. The Bulldogs make sense. The Knights are a curious case because they started red hot and then they're atrocious now. They're, they're wooden spoon on for and against um, last position. But yeah, I guess that they just speak for themselves. They are where they're meant to be. I guess I, they were my pick for the spoon. So You're looking good um, now. No, I'm looking good now. I didn't think I would be. Mm. Um, they're starting to play how I thought they would play with the spine that they have. But keeping in mind, they do have some big outs. Braley's meant to be coming back in the next sort of month. Gagai, obviously, massive loss. Um, I think they've got a few forwards missing. Obviously, Mitch Barnett as well. Uh, I do think they'll, they'll be able to win enough games to get them off the bottom there. Perfect. Then our next little segment, this is our worst team, unfortunately, for the amount of games we've bet on them. The Parramatta Eels were one of six with them, so 16.6%. Tigers were one from three, so 33.3%. And then we obviously blacklisted them. And the Warriors were one of two. We don't, haven't really touched them. They're pretty hot and cold, but that's 50% sitting there. So any, t- any thoughts on them, mate, or anything that get the blood boiling? Not, do you want me to say his name now? Whenever you're ready. Whenever you're comfortable, mate. Whenever you, you know. Any Parramatta supporter who cares to listen to us cannot be happy with the coach's son playing 5-8 over one of the most informed five eights in the comp. How does that make any sense? I, well, I called it. I said, I hope he gets a bar. And he got a bar. Did they, did they score a try? No. Did they, no. No. And then I see all these things coming out. Oh, you know, he's just a young kid. Don't blame. You know what? Jacob Arthur's not as much to blame as his father. It looks atrocious. Yeah, I agree. It looks atrocious. It looks so bad. I was sort of saying it too with the Walters thing, but. At least Walters and Brisbane, he had the guts not to just blatantly put his son in a, you know, a side that was doing well. And, you know, it just it's upset the whole dynamic. I don't even care to look, but is he being named again this week? Nah, Dylan Brown straight into the sixth jersey, mate. Does not surprise <laughs> me. Maybe Brad Arthur listens to us. I don't know. Yeah, it's just an experiment gone completely wrong. Um you know, you're talking about a team who could have easily made the grand final last year with that halves pairing. There was nothing wrong with that halves pairing. Yeah. Nothing. He just did it out of the blue. Oh, here you go, mate. I'll try and slide you into my team so you can play first grade. That's bullshit. I That's agree. absolute bullshit. It's not like you had a failing. It's not like it's the Newcastle Knights and you're like, okay, I better give my son a crap. I don't know. Walters isn't in the team in, at Brisbane anymore. He could be injured. I'm not sure. But at least Kevy actually had the, the guts to, you know, not keep blatantly backing his son or just blatantly, randomly put him in be, just because. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Arthur got what he deserved. 100%. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divert. I don't think Jacob Arthur's a first grader, but I'm going to divert my annoyance elsewhere because it's not the kid's fault. Yep. At the end of the day, he's been picked to play. What kind of father is he? He's fed his son to the absolute wolves and everyone has the right to be pissed. He just got d- dusted by the Cowboys. That's, yeah. right, that's where I want to chime in, bro, because you're spot on. And Parramatta, their fans were hammering them on social media about this, this selection and about the coach and the son. And I feel exactly the same. I feel sorry for Jacob. It's not his selection. He gets picked, put the boots on, put the mouth guard in, have a crack. And that's what he did. 
I agree with all your things. It's Brad. And to this, all these, all these fans are hammering on social media and the Eels actually put a tweet out. Come on, we're all, we're all human at the end of the day kind of thing. Leave him alone, settle down. And then an hour later, they got hammered. We're fans of this club. We're members. We come in, we support this club week after week, day in, day out. We've got a right to have our opinion and show our passion. This is not up to standards. And what happens? The Eels delete their tweet. This, this political bullshit pisses me off, mate. And I feel sorry for the yep. kid. I actually do. I feel sorry for him. He's been thrown to the wolves, as you said, and he's been mauled out there. So let's see what the... I think that's the whole reason we sort of started this little podcast or our section of it anyway, was that we don't like this mainstream media shit. And it's good to see that fans are actually sticking up. Fans of the club. I don't care what anyone says. Fans of the club. If you don't have fans rock up, there's not money coming through the gates. Your club's not even worth the paper it's written on. You know, shout out to all the para fans there. You know, there are arch rivals in the West being Penrith supporters, but I like to see that because your coach has absolutely made a mockery of your club with that, with that decision. And at the expense of his son, like I don't think Jacob, Jacob Arthur laces the boots up again this season in first grade. There I don't. I, I, I would go as far to say that I don't reckon he goes close to playing first grade again. Unless he gets some huge purple patch of form in reserve grade, I think he's actually fucked his son's career. I really, really wow, do. That's huge. I honestly wow. do. He got rinsed, mate. And I even look at the physique of him. You know, I don't, he looks underdone. He's not ready. Mm. Because it's not like, you know, he's that smaller sort of frame. Like, he's, he, he's a bit of a bean pole. But he doesn't really have any sort of, like, X-factor attribute that sort of makes up for it. Mm. You know, like, there's been plenty of small players in the league. I'm trying to think, you know, we'll use Reese Walsh as an example. And even Kalen Ponga, when he first made his debut, they were lightweights, but they were electrifying footwork. Turn of speed was some of the best we've ever seen play first grade. Jacob Arthur doesn't really stick. He, he's a very vanilla player. Mm. Like, I don't want to, again, I'm not bagging the kid out. He's a mile, you know, miles above what, you know, my talent when I played. You know, it's just, there's first grade players and then there's, Jacob Arthur, and he just doesn't cut it. And basically put him into first grade underdone, and it's potentially had big ramifications for the kid. Makes sense um, to me, mate. It's, yeah. Because in any other club at the moment, he maybe not any other club, but most probably 80%, 90% of the clubs, he doesn't even come close to playing first grade. Mm. Brad Arthur, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Anyway, mate. I'm glad we got that out of the way because that was just simmering. For a long time. I could see the I'm pot boiling, mate. And now he's being dropped. I feel like I can put it to bed and I can get off Parramatta being Parramatta <laughs> slamming him for that type of stuff because Dylan Brown's a sensational player and should not have been playing center. I might just actually chuck two cents in as well because there's it's not even rumors. Mitchell Moses has a clause in his contract that he can he can pull it. He's got a player option he can pull out this year. And in my opinion, if you're fucking around if he's his sixth partner, week in it's Dylan Brown. Arthur, the coach's son, if you keep mucking that up, Mitch Moses, in my opinion, has come to a career, arguably career best for him. He's starting to play some good football. So if you start fucking yeah. that up with him, he might walk. He goes, this is a shit show. I'm going to go to another club and try and win a prem. But anyway, we'll get to power a bit later. But I'm glad you got that energy out, mate. Um, I'll, say, I'll say one thing on that Mitch Moses thing. Dolphins. Yeah, there we go. Cash to splash. I like it. Well, I heard that one. Like you said, if that's what's going to happen to him, all right, I'll just go elsewhere and... I know a club that'll come knocking if they don't get Munster. Mate, I didn't think of that. I like it. So we'll see. Next group of teams. There's five here. This is actually our worst team of how many 
games we've actually bet on them. The Roosters, two from eight, 25%. Raiders, two from five, 40%. Dragons, Cowboys, Sharks, two from three, 66.6%. So you've got those three teams there, but then the, the Raiders and the Roosters. We talked about the Roosters last week. I don't know if you want to keep beating that drum, but 25%, two from eight with the Roosters. Oh. They came out and did exactly the same thing. They played exactly the same way. It's too sideways. It's yeah. too sideways. They need to get, I'd like to see maybe Hutchison come in. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they've got anyone. I, I think Walker needs to maybe go back to 14. Uh, they looked better with him at 14. He's another tiny frame. Move Kiri to seven and maybe Hutchinson to six and just try and straighten up their attack. If they straighten up their attack, they start winning games. They're a real curious case as well. I was not expecting this. You, can't, you look at the team list every week and you, you try to go against them and you can't. And that's why we're two from eight. You know, and it's, it, it seems as though every time we want to go against them, they have this favorable matchup and we think that they're going to, you know, turn it around and just really sort of average football. They, they're not even good to watch. Nah. I think if they, if Teddy was injured, I think they'd be dusted. Oh, that'd be a lot um, of strife. Well, they really should have lost another game if it wasn't for Manu mm-hmm. turning one on. And like, yeah. Anyway, I, we won't use this seat, this part of the, the podcast to harp too much on those, but on on this type of thing. But I'm not surprised there, and I'm, unfortunately, without giving too much away, I think we're going to back them again this week, and I'm a bit ashamed of myself. Oh. Anyway, I think we're going to have to have a long look in the mirror, mate, if things don't go right this <laughs> week. But yeah, bizarre, bizarre. All right, our last five teams. We've got the Broncos, Manly, and Rabbitohs. We're three from four, so 75, percent and then. The Storm, we're five from eight, so 62.5%. We started slow on the Melbourne, the Melbourne side, and I think they've won their last four in a row for us. Or maybe five in a row now. They're really rolling, and it's biased, but it's cashing in at 75%. Our boys, the Panthers, six from eight. No surprises there. I think Melbourne have really helped us. I did predict that they were always going to give up big starts, and they're giving up another big start this week as well. Yeah, I guess... Like you said, mate, it's it's bias, but they're on top of the comp. How can you how can you go against Penrith? I can understand everyone blowing up, going your team's coming eighth, and you keep backing them. Mm. But they're first outright first. I think we got to pay more attention to that middle tier team. Those middle tier teams, like the Sharks, we obviously really like them this year. They're probably they're in our sort of upgraded, you know, top four. Manly are now back to full strength. I can mm. see them being a lot better for us. More to come on them, obviously, in this potty. Cowboys, maybe? Yeah, it- yeah. the Cowboys. The only issue we have with the Cowboys, and we spoke about this before the podcast, is they're starting to give up big starts now because they're starting to be big boys mm. and big hype around them. And you've got to be careful with that, with that type of club, unfortunately, because you do think that, much like the Knights, Obviously, nights on a worse scale. Mm-hmm. You just think the bubble's always going to burst, and you don't want to be on them when the, you know, yeah, when that happens. That makes sense to me, mate. So that's all the teams, our accountability, our win percentage, etc. Units-wise, so once again, we're thirty-three from sixty-four overall, fifty-one point five percent win rate, plus two units in the green for the season. And let's let's dive into our weekly NRL tips. Once again, this show, this segment is brought to you by Top Sport. All the top offers all the top odds only at Top Sport. 
be in control, be on top, have a top day, use a top up token, own their top sport, gamble responsibly as always. So Christian, I'm handing the reins to you here, mate. You've got a little best bet of the week. It's $2.44 with a top up token. What's running through your mind? I think Manly are going to show us that top four mentality this week. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Tigers are sort of, they've, they've hit their peak over the last sort of month. Finally, Manly have managed to get all their players on the pitch. Schuster just looks, oh. you know, he got to be, if he continues, he's got to be dark horse to be in the origin pitcher. He's outrageous. With the, with the way like Crichton and stuff are playing, he's definitely a shout. He's got to continue it. Mm. You think about the layoff he's had with the injury that he had when he comes in and just makes a, a fool of, of the opposition um, really liked what I saw. So Olakwatu's back in their back row as well. Obviously the big man, Tommy. So I'm going Tommy to score anytime 13 plus to Manly, keeping it simple around $2.60 ish with the top up. Yep. Um, let's try and get that ball rolling again. Fortunately, NBA cards down under just pulled up a hair short again. He's always tinny that bloke anyway. <laughs> uh, he's the tiniest he's the tiniest bloke I know oh, um, if, if there's a jackpot to be one he'll win it oh, um, but on. and so his bubbles burst too I'm back in the, the Tigers bubble to burst also <laughs> you're in the driver's seat and let's get this party started I love it I love it mate I can't Manly. Wait come none from two <laughs> nah you're going in here Thursday um Saturday Arvo, 3 p.m. What a game. Have a few beers, relax, sun's out. Just, yeah, I'm really excited. So, Manly 13 plus, Tommy anytime. And we roll on to our weekly bets. Thursday night, South Sydney Rabbitohs host the Brisbane Broncos. And we like the bunnies here at minus 12.5. No pain, Haas, for the Bronx. Yeah, mainly, mainly big reason for me. I think South's forward pack. Colin Matungi, I think he scored last week. I know it was against 12 men, but he back to that strong running form. He's sort of that another one in that Schuster sort of bracket that I have should be sniffing around Origin, given that there's some out-of-form players. Our boy, you say it all the time, Murray, the throbber, absolute gorgeous human. Uh, and Cookie, really like what I'm seeing from him because we're going to need him in Origin. He's starting to really trouble them around the ruck. Ilias. You know, he's, he's kicking game and he's really starting to show that he's worthy of being there. So He's actually going well, that young blood. I think he's I think third most tries for the year or something. Like he's climbing the ladder. He's, yeah. he's improving. I did see that. I did see that. So really liking what I'm seeing from the bunnies. And Cody Walker, you know, I bagged him out a few weeks ago, but he's starting to, to benefit from, from all of this, I think. Maybe we got it wrong with our biggest sliders. Maybe it's the Roosters. You know, yeah. um, that appearing to be those those that team that that sliding team that you wouldn't have expected. So, yeah, mate, we're going the the Rabbitohs in that one. Beautiful. Friday, six p.m. The Canberra the Canberra Faders host the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. But oh, this is a nightmare matchup, and the Raiders are killing us. Last week, just I've still got headaches from it. Still, it's just yeah, disgusting. It's a pick'em game. Mm. At minus one, I believe. Yep. I know the Bulldogs won against the Roosters, but we really can't take that with the way the Roosters are playing. We really can't take that with too much weight. Big win for the Bulldogs, obviously. Horrible timing for my side bet. 
But yeah, I just think with everything that's going on in the media, Ricky Stewart's starting to cop it now. You know, Whiten's out as well, which is a big blow to them. They don't really get a great player in Frawley coming in. I do like the where this team's at, the fact that Croker's come back in. Yeah. I didn't like him. I didn't like him at the start of the season, but I'm starting to like him now just because I think they need that old head in there. Hopefully he shores them up a little bit defensively. He's a goal kicker, which helps him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just think I'm not I'm not sold on the Bulldogs, so I've I've got to go, Canberra. Yep. Chance is back at fullback. I like that as well. Going to be a good clash. It's going to be very interesting. So we'll see. Raiders minus one. Panthers host the Parramatta Eels. Battle of the West, Friday night, 7.55 p.m. And we like the home side here, minus 12.5. No, no real surprises. Again, convenient that he takes his son out against the team that's coming first. But I like it nonetheless for them. I just can't. I don't think after what you saw from Parramatta last week that you can go against... Penrith here. I guess the result last week with Parramatta, that two for one sort of thing can go against you as well. It's obviously blown out a little bit more than you probably would expect. Parramatta are going to probably rock up and try and make a fist of it, but I just think there's a lot of head noise going on at that club at the moment, given that that loss and Penrith just to keep the ball rolling, really. What happens if this line blows out to 14.5 or something? We're still yeah, running for boys or we reassess? Yeah, I think we have to reassess. Yeah. It's so. probably at its at, at its up, its very peak. I think we were talking before, before sort of most of the results came in last week and we were sort of hoping that this line would be around eight. So yeah. it's blown out more than our expectations. So don't be surprised if the late mail is on the heels here, given Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses are back at the helm and they do... This is something you're going to have. We're going to have to start taking into consideration, and it's going to happen to Melbourne and, and Penrith. These teams are going to start rocking up. They want to beat them. You know, they'll, they'll throw the kitchen sink to, to beat these two teams. Eventually, I think Penrith are probably going to have to cop a loss somewhere, but I just don't think it's this week. Obviously, the line betting means you can win without the lot with the loss in hand. Obviously, but yeah, it's at probably at its peak now. I can definitely see the late mail um, being to to Parramatta. Beautiful. I thought exactly the same thing. Saturday, 3 p.m., obviously our best bet of the week's involved. The Manly Sea Eagles host the West Tigers, and we're taking Manly minus 14.5. Hopefully a big game for us. Mm. Um, Huge. Bonus bet. If the bonus bet gets up, you dare say that the uh, line gets up. And, yeah, just Manly just at full strength. I don't think Saab's playing for them. I think they've got that Christian... Yeah, Feller and Garrick on the wings. Yep. Sub's been a little bit quiet anyway. I don't mind that. And the uh, third Trebojevic brother mm. as well, playing in centre. He's apparently got a lot of promise. They've got some big wraps on him. But for me, it's just that manly forward pack. We've already touched on it, obviously, with our our monthly wrap-up. Olakowatu, dangerous near the line. Schuster now, I can see being a bit of a link player to Turbo. Hopefully, gives Turbo a lot more space and I just think it's going to be a very overwhelming night for the uh, Tigers. Yep. Spot on, mate. I'm really excited to see Turbo back in full flight. 5.30 p.m. Saturday, the Sydney Roosters host the Gold Coast Titans. And it's laughable, but we've taken taken the Roosters again, mate. Minus (laughs) 9.5. It's crazy, but if that line blows out, Mm. 
I'm probably going to look at the Titans. It's just the fact that I think if there's a team with how much points the Titans are letting in, I think if there's a team where you can try and find some form, it's going to be against these guys. You know, the only team probably teams better. You probably think the Warriors and and the Knights probably the only sort of two other teams, Bulldogs as well, that you'd like to try and hit some form um, against. Obviously, Roosters ruined that chance last week, and yeah. No for no for feeder for them. Not that he's been doing anything anyway. I just think surely Robinson's going to be able to pull them together and they're going to get the job done. I believe it's at home for them as well, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, mate. Give the Roosters one last chance. They, they very well, after this week, if they don't get up, they could be blacklisted as well, second team. Bizarre. Bizarre to think. Joy, they, there's got to be a bounce back. There's got to be something for us there. A bit of joy. So, we'll see. 7.35 Saturday night, huge line for the North Queensland Cowboys. They host the Newcastle Knights. And we've gone the Knights here, the away side, plus 15.5. Bit of a gut feeling on this one. I just like the new halves pairing. I think, is it Clunes injured? Yes. And Clifford's obviously been dropped. I heard mention that there may be some personal, personal issues going on there for Clifford. Um, O'Brien came out on NRL 360 last night. Obviously, at the press conference yesterday, it was aired at, on at 360. He mentioned, made mention of some some personal issues there. So, Tex Hoy is a great player. He's got a bit of X factor about him. He's going to demand a bit of respect from their line, uh, the defensive line. I do think that the Knights have probably got the forward pack to maybe sort of keep it close enough. It's a big, big line. Huge. It's a big line for for the Cowboys. Um, Obviously attributed the fact they dusted Parramatta. Um, we won't harp on that anymore. So, yeah, obviously if that line starts to come back in a little bit, I'll probably look more towards jumping on the Cowboys. But, yeah, it's probably sitting at that sweet point and the bookies have probably got this one close to right, I think. Beautiful. Let's hopefully the line blows out a bit more for us, but we'll see. Sunday, 2 p.m., the Melbourne Storm host the St. George Illawarra Dragons, and these lines just keep getting bigger and bigger. But Storm, I think they've won four or five on the trot for us now, and it's minus 22.5. I think if this goes over 24, we'll probably have to go the other way. Yep, I agree. Because you're looking at five tries. I know it's the Melbourne, I know it's the Melbourne Storm, and they could easily do it, but the Q's got to be put in the rack at some point. I don't think Dragons have been all that bad. Now, I've got a question for you. I've been waiting for it. Oh, here we go. Ben Hunt. He's obviously, well, the richest man in league. Oh, sorry. I always say that, but I think he's number two behind Cherry Evans. And it's ironic because Cherry Evans is part of my question to you. If you had to pick the Queensland Origin halfback tomorrow, who would you pick? I like it. I can see where you're going with this. All right. Based on form, so who would I pick or what do I think will happen? So incumbencies out the window, if you had to pick your best 13 for Queensland at the moment and they play tomorrow, who do you pick? On form right now, I think I'd take Ben Hunt at seven. I, I, yeah. I, I agree with that if that's the way you're thinking. Yeah. I just like, I actually love, I really love Ben Hunt on the bench for Queensland because I think like the times he's come on and played hooker even started and played hooker for Queensland. Like he, if he played hooker, he could 
be like a top five hooker in this league, in my opinion. He is phenomenal. And the form is, anyway, back to the halfback position, like the form this year is single-handedly, he's winning games for the Dragons. And he's another player, similar to Ash Taylor's retirement. Like he's got, he got pizzled for that big contract and dropping the ball in the grand final and stuff. But it's, it's refreshing to see these guys on Bitcoin come through and like kind of that fuck you attitude. Like, look what I'm doing now. Just puts his head down, plays hard. Last year, he copped some injuries. I think he broke his leg, fractured his leg. It's good to see him come back and just dominate, I guess you could say. So I'd love to see him wear the seven for Queensland. Honestly, I would. If, if, is that, how, what's that answer for you? I asked you because I watched him again last week, and that's probably his third really good performance. Yeah. And it's a field general performance. You can put, I reckon you could put him in Melbourne and Penrith. And I know Cleary's at Penrith and I know Jerome Hughes. They're sort of your benchmark sort of players. And I don't think they lose anything. I agree. He, he just, you know, unfortunately it's a team sport and, you know, he can't help what's happening at the Dragons. They've got plenty of players, but it's just not clicking. Mm. He doesn't really have a, a, an out and out halves partner either. Mm-hmm. It chops and changes. Just, it chops and changes. One minute it's Jack Bird, one minute it's Amon, you know, Amone or however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I look at the value he brings to that team. I think they get dusted every week if he's injured. I couldn't agree more. They get dusted. You know, he's playing unbelievable footy. And particularly his kicking game. His kicking game's kept them in every game. Mm-hmm. Every game. Yep. Really underrated what he's doing there. I made a point of sort of watching what he was doing um, over the last couple of weeks because I was sort of thinking that way. And I think he's been head and shoulders above Cherry Evans. I agree. As much as I love, I love Cherry Evans as a player. He's just gritty, you know, always 110%, one of those types of players. But I get what you're saying. There's always that spot for him at 14. I think he's got that sewn up if they, they're going to go Cherry Evans because he's incumbent. Yeah. You know, you've unfortunately got Munster at 5'8", so you can't fit both of them on the field at the same time. And as you said, Ben Hunt has played hooker. He serves many purposes for him. So he's going to be the 14. But if you had to pick it, you know, on form and they play tomorrow, Ben Hunt, you know, he's probably top five most informed players in the comp. And I know the results don't speak that way. I know the results don't speak that way, but he's unfortunately not, you know, in a top four team. And he's still just putting in performances that I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I do know they've been in most contests that they've played this season. So, 100%. Yeah, mate. Really liking Ben Hunt at the moment. I love that because, yeah, as you said, I'd, I want him, I'd love him to see him in the seven jersey, but I think I agree with you. Cherry will get the seven. He's locked in that 14 jersey for however long. He can play hooker, can come in in the halves, he'll do a job. You might even see Harry Grant and him on the field at the same time in Origin, weaving yeah, around the yeah. rock. And to his form for the Dragons, kicking game, phenomenal. Anzac Day, that 40-20 with a minute left or two minutes left, got him down that end, got them the ball back. They completed that set. Oh, Roosters get the ball back. Roosters make a half break down the left touchline. Guess who's there? Ben Hunt, defense, bang! Fucking sensational. They're down on the weekend, 2-0. Yeah. Who scores the first try? Bounces back. Ben Hunt, 6-2. Dragons on the front foot. His kicking game, phenomenal. I couldn't agree more, bro. Absolutely. Love it sensational so you um, wrapped it up perfectly they're probably the three biggest things that i've seen from ben hunt mm. and that's like that's that type of stuff's first thurston-esque oh. like that's the type of stuff that thurston was doing in his prime it's just unfortunate that he's in the team that he is at the moment because i'll tell you what i'd have ben hunt in, in my side at the moment yeah no it's awesome it's refreshing hopefully he can lead the dragons to a you know that eight spot in the eight so we'll see top eight and yeah 
We'll see, mate. I love it. Great question. Great little discussion. We've got three minutes 30 on our Zoom. So our last line of the week, the Sharks host the Warriors and we like the minus 13.5 here for the home side, the Sharkies. Big bounce back here to Jim. We'll keep it uh, short and sweet on this one. It's the Sharks. We love what the Sharks are doing. You know, Nico Hines is just going from strength to strength. Um, the Warriors are unfortunately just fumbling left, right and centre. Yep. Reese Walsh is really struggling to get into the game for them. SJ is obviously, I don't know, he still might be under an injury cloud a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mate, just just can't back the plus line for the Warriors at the moment. They need to show much, much more for me. Too many mistakes from even AFB. And, you know, he was captain on the weekend and he just didn't live up to what you'd expect from him. No Curran, big, yep. big loss for them. Um, yeah, so yeah, look, don't want to bash the Warriors too much. They're always a fun team to watch, but we just love the Sharks at the moment. I think they're easily top four team. So yeah, love what Fitzgibbon and, and the boys are doing. Yeah, spot on. Warriors, it is hot and cold, unfortunately. And actually last, I'll just finish it up with this. Last week, I think they was at a stage where they completed 13 from 24 sets. They, I think for the whole match, they completed 57% and they still won. Like, outrageous. Yeah. They're just, they're going to get rinsed if, that, if they do that against Cronulla this week. So yeah, a defensive team like Cronulla, mate, exactly. You just They're going to punish you. Yep. Yeah, you're not going to get away with it. And Cronulla were pretty scrappy last week. We unfortunately lost on them. They're going to bounce back. I feel really confident about this game. So love it. Good, game to, en- good game to end the round. Our best bet of the week brought to you by Top Sport, Manly 13 plus, Tommy Turbo anytime. Any last words, Christian? What are we looking for? A five or six? I know we're going to bounce back. I'm feeling confident. Let's go a six. A six would be great. That puts us well and truly in the green, gets that percentage up, mate. And yeah, hopefully we can just roll into some good consistent results. And yeah, watch the late mail as always. Perfect, mate. As always, I appreciate your time. Um, Gamble responsibly, everyone. Great episode. And we'll see you for round 10. Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playbook. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playbook. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go.